Welcome to the Dynasty Force Podcast with your hosts, Billy Brisbane and Robert Mantuano. Welcome in, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Dynasty Force Podcast. Back with you again this Wednesday. Uh, Today's the 6th, January 6th, 2020. A little later start time, thanks to my fiance. Uh, But, you know, got to respect the grind because she's, uh, you know, she's putting up with me. I am here instead of, you know, my normal cohort being by my side. Today, I am instead here with a longtime friend of mine, someone that I deep down hate. His name is Stefan. Stefan, you want you want to say hi? You want to come out of your What's show? Up guys, uh, first time on the show. Actually, uh, I, I don't think this is true. Twenty twenty because... when it's twenty twenty one, buddy. Oh, I did say I didn't even realize. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's true because weren't you on the uh, fantasy feud episode? No, you asked me about it, but I ended up. Oh yeah, you said you were scared. I remember that. That happens all the time, guys. Uh, not just. You know, you and me, but definitely with Stefan. Um, I wanted to tell you all a quick story about how uh, we met freshman year of high school. I had a friend. His name is Jason. And um, Jason was friends with Stefan. They went to, you know, grade school before. And, uh, you know, I became friends with Jason over time. And he was like, hey, you know, you see Stefan over there sitting by himself alone. Uh, why don't you go talk to him? Because I think you guys would be friends. I was like, okay, that sounds fun. So I walk up, and I don't even remember what I was talking about, but I go talk to Stefan. This man does not say a single word to me ever. And I'm just so confused. I go back, defeated to Jason. I say, Jason, I don't know what you were talking about, but he hates me. He was like, no, I guarantee he doesn't hate you. And, um... No, he hated me for the rest of that semester. And then next semester, uh, we were putting biology together, and he really didn't know anyone else besides, like, one other person. So he was forced to talk to me, and that's how we became uh, best friends now. And Jason is also still one of our best friends, if you are uh, interested in hearing that. So... um, That's kind of false. I don't remember that first part, but... What? How do you not... (laughs) Okay, in all honesty, if I'm in your position and some random person that I don't know comes up to me and starts talking, I'm probably... Exactly. Like, but, like, I didn't know you at all, buddy. If I didn't say anything, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you hated me. It's it's the well, only explanation. It's the only explanation. So, Billy, um, Billy's not on tonight because Billy had some stuff going on himself. Uh, he told me he was getting a new phone today had to deal with that had to go to the verizon store he was there for most of the day uh he told me that he has nba stuff coming up on his twitter i believe he might be live right now um so you know he was asking you know we could push it back we could do whatever for billy i was like no you know what you know you you work hard on this you got your other stuff going on you work hard all the time you could take this this night off and i'll be here with my buddy stefan and uh Here we are. So, you know, I hope you all understand why this episode is so poor. 
tonight because it's it's not my fault. It's because Stefan is here. Um, so please excuse his uh, suckiness. Um, over the, the I, normally, as you know, we normally kick this show off with uh, a little presentation uh, showing here, which you know it's not up today. We have the preview for the the mock draft, which will be coming soon, I promise. Um, but real quick, shout out to the Twitter at Dynasty Force Pod. You can follow us there. You can catch us every time we go live if you turn the notifications on, or if you prefer YouTube, Dynasty Force Podcast on YouTube. Um, we're on all major listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, or uh, Apple Podcasts, I should say. Um, Stefan, are you subscribed? I actually don't think I am. Wow. I will subscribe. Wow. Going to be on the pod and not subscribe. I get out right now. Leave. I'm sorry. Um, let's see what else you can follow me on Twitter at fantasy force FB. Uh, I'm going to be try. I'm going to try to be covering, uh, more news than I have been. Cause I, I, you know, I like to give my little taste on sort of things. I, I try to retweet a lot of news, but, uh, you know, my own flair can help. You feel me? You feel me, Steph? I feel you. Steph's got a little Swedish flair over there. Like, you know the what's the sauce on Swedish meatballs, Steph? Uh, I mean, you can have different sauces for it. If you okay, want. You here's a better question. Cranberry here's... sauce on it, if you Ew, want. Depends what are you on what talking about? Yeah, it's a Swedish like heritage thing to put cranberry sauce, oh, or not on top of it, but with it. I'm just thinking about because you know what I'm talking about with the at least the American style Swedish meatballs, how it's like a like a cream sort of sauce on top. I don't you know, know what that is. That's not Swedish. Wow, us Americans butchering everything. Am I right? Yep. Exactly. Um, one other quick memory, Stefan. You lived in Sweden for a few years. I know you remember how I used to butcher every single. Uh, Swedish if you ever want to have a good time if you ever want to have a good time pull up Google Maps just look at a random country and try to read their street names because uh, as an American you will not you will not be able to um, and Stefan as someone who lived there and knew how to pronounce them uh, he was disgusted in my name so anywho uh stefan is on twitter at uh stefan beck 13 his name is tyrod taylor uh so if you want to follow him over there you can i'm sure stefan would be nice enough to follow back uh he doesn't really do anything on twitter though so no point anywho um i brought stefan on because stefan and i always tend to have uh good fantasy football chats um, we normally don't, I mean, sometimes we agree. Like we were talking about football just the other day, talking about top 10 receivers in the league. And we send each other like, you know, cause I, I said, Justin Jefferson could be a top 10 wide receiver. We basically send each other our top 10 lists and they were very similar. And it was like basically top 15. And there was just like two or three names that were different. So um, for the most part, we have similar opinions, but at the same time, uh, you never know when you actually get in the, uh, into the dynasty room. So um, this will be the first mock draft uh, that, I mean, I haven't seen many mock drafts, but, you know, for the new year, but 
We'll see. We'll see. Because, you know, how do you value incoming rookies, too, who I believe are going to be in this draft? Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jamar Chase, um, let's say Najee Harris and, and uh, Travis Etienne. You all know what teams they're going to be on. But um, I don't think the computer values them very highly. But we might. We might. Um, so let's let's see what we're working with here. Uh, for those of you who are watching, you can see. Um, for those of you who are not watching, I feel sorry for you because you should be watching. But I will describe it for you anyway. Uh, yeah, we are sure going to be... The message. <laughs> One way or another. Um, Dynasty League, obviously. All players, uh, linear format. This is on Draft Wizard through Fantasy Pros, uh, which is one of the best you know, mock draft sites. That and Sleeper, I think, are have the best mock draft sites, personally. Uh, 12 teams. We don't have a... Ra- it says fourth for draft position. I'm going to hit randomize right before we get started. But one quarterback... Uh, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, obviously. Two uh, flex spots and then a super flex spot. Um, so, yeah, I am going to hit the randomize button, and we are going to see what position we start with. Stefan, do you have a preferred position that you would like to start with? Uh, preferred, like, draft position? Mm-hmm. Um. I'm kind of a late first round kind of guy because you can get a high end, like a a lower tier one running back and then also like a higher tier one wide receiver typically. But um, I mean, in in your dynasty league, I went full rebuild. So I just, I went patty uh, first round without a super flex. Oh, how do I have you on the show? And we don't talk about that. I'm sorry, everyone real quick. Um, Stefan and I had, yeah, he mentioned in my dynasty league, um, he went full rebuild. But you know, his full rebuild going uh, was a preseason trade between me and him, uh, in which he gave me Dalvin Cook and Deshaun Jackson, uh, a third round pick this year, second round pick next year. I've mentioned this trade uh, different times on the podcast, but now that you're here, you know, um, I gave him Antonio Gibson, Christian Kirk. My first this year, my first next year, and swap rights in 2023. Uh, your, which, uh, your second round of this year, too. Oh, okay. I, I knew someone else had that. I didn't know who had it. So, okay, my second rounder this year, too. So, you know, it's a haul for Dalvin Cook, but I won the championship this year. So I can't complain too much. Um, as for Stefan, you know, he got Antonio Gibson, who... I think is a great building block. Like we'll see where he goes in this draft and I'll be very interested to see that. Um, Then he gets, you know, two first round picks, the better first round pick between us in the future. And um, I mean, Christian Kirk, who knows? We'll see, but you know, he's better than talking about that dynasty league. You also had James Robinson. No, and I picked him up. With the seventeen dollar uh, waiver claim, and so Antonio Gibson, James Robinson is my two running backs. It's it's nice for the future. I had James Robinson. I cut him like. I think it was the it, week before they cut Fournette. Or yeah, it was. Like it was that. very very quick, and I you know obviously I thought like because at the time Raquel Armstead was going to be the guy who would take over, um, so I I just didn't think James Robinson was going to be 
anywhere close to what James Robinson was this season, obviously. Man, big dynasty regrets, you know? Because if I had James Robinson on that team, because the, the team has Dalvin Cook, it has Joe Mixon, it has Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I had James Conner. I ended up trading him for Miles Gaskin. You know, like, if I had James Robinson in that mix too, like, it would have been... It would have been too overpowered. Yeah. Um, so I'm very sad that I gave up on him too early in a way. Um, and now Stefan is here to remind me every time he gets an opportunity that I did do this. Shame. Um, but I won the championship. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the GOAT, obviously. Anywho, let's, uh, let's get into this mock draft. We're going to randomize the position right now. And we will be picking eighth, which, okay, that's a fine spot. It's not the best spot. It's not the worst spot. Actually, it might be the worst spot. We'll see. Only one way to find out. So, uh, hopefully this draft. Okay, here we are. Here we are. I always like to see the team names, too. Cam Nam style. Cam Nam style, I guess. Uh, Green Eggs and Hamler. Fant Man. Crying Jordan Howards. Um... Kiss from a Rosen, Lambo number five, Sasquatch Barkley. Okay. And then Jurassic Chark, Living on a Prater. Okay. I like that one. This one Breezy. Oh, yes. Your team is clearly the best one. All right. So just a rundown 101 was Christian McCaffrey, 102, Pat Mahomes, 103, Saquon Barkley, 104, Dak Prescott. 105, Ezekiel Elliott, which is surprising to me that he would go over like Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook. Uh, Kyler Murray, number six. Lamar Jackson, number seven still. That's also surprising to me. Um, Stefan, we have basically our pick of the litter here um, between you know Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. They're, they're probably all the... Uh, most elite players available, as you see on the left-hand side. We also have DK Metcalf. Josh Allen is the best quarterback available. Jonathan Taylor, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry, Deshaun Watson down there as well. Um, I don't know about you, but I would be taking Dalvin Cook here. I just think his role is more you know, guaranteed each week with than Alvin Kamara, if you can agree with that yeah um Kamara uh I think he finished as the number one running back but mm-hmm. Cook probably was better points per game because I think he missed a week or two mm-hmm. um but I just think Dalvin Cook's probably the safer pick they're the same age they both got extended but Cook with the Vikings I feel like his role is going to stay consistent no matter what but Kamara with Breeze the situation he might retire is Kamara going to be as lethal with a different QB or if they uh, stick with Taysom Hill for the future? Right. So uh, I think Cook would be the better pick. And when Taysom Hill was the starter, um, Taysom Hill, you know, he had he had one big game with Taysom Hill as the starter, but he wasn't super involved consistently in the passing game. That one game with Taysom Hill as the starter where he was good was – a game where they were trailing and that obviously wasn't how they wanted to play. Um, just a quick uh, check on what you said. Alvin Kamara did finish as the running back one in PPR scoring 25.2 points per game. Dalvin cook who did miss 
one extra game, finished with 24.1 points per game. So that's about 1.1 points less. So very close between the two of them. Um, but I, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, the more certainty next year in Minnesota for Dalvin Cook. Um, even though Gary Kubiak is leaning towards retirement, which is kind of concerning, but uh, Alvin Kamara could have Taysom Hill. That's, you know, that's even more concerning in that sense. So exactly. let's go with Dalvin Cook here. And I also like how it says needs because like, obviously everyone needs everything at the moment. Um, 109, Russell Wilson, 110, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas then went. Um, let's see. I got to scroll back a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins at 112. De- Devontae Adams at 201. First pick in the second round. I actually think that's pretty crazy that Michael Thomas went ahead of Hopkins and Adams with the kind of stink on him from this past season. Yeah, but, especially the, the same question with Breeze considering retirement where there are there's yeah. some executives expecting him to retire. Devontae Adams says Aaron Rodgers. Hopkins says Kyler Murray. Right. And Michael Thomas would be left with Taysom Hill. Yeah, definitely. Though I will say uh, the f- two games I believe they played together, uh, Michael Thomas was – well, one of the games was against Denver, which wasn't really a game because Denver didn't have a quarterback. But mm-hmm. uh, Thomas was heavily involved in those two games, which I, I always thought would be the plan. So Yeah, he's he's one of the best receivers in the league, so he's always yeah. going to get the targets. It's just Definitely. if QB play also has a big factor. You're definitely, definitely not wrong. 202, Deshaun Watson. 203, Tyreek Hill. 204, Derrick Henry. Still underrated. Um, 2K yards and still going in the second round of Dynasty Drafts. Crazy. Uh, Chris Godwin going 205. Miles Sanders, 206. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire sneaking in at 207, which is funny to me that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in this mock draft is going ahead of Jonathan Taylor who is still on the board for us here at the 208. Um, which, how do we have the 208? Shouldn't it be a snake draft? Huh. That's strange, but um, I mean, I'm too deep in it now. Yeah. Um, just kidding. I can actually hit this restart button, and then I might be able to just quickly hit this setting button and then swap it. Uh, no, I don't want... All right. My mistake, everyone, because now we're going back all the way to the beginning. So, I don't know why it would set it on linear. That's weird. Let's hope that we can get Dalvin Cook with the eighth pick again, because that was a steal. And, uh, that was my... I I thought that was a good foundation, you know? Definitely was. Let's see how these picks go. I'm sorry that I messed up and uh, we are here resetting the draft. Let's try this again. Pat Mahomes, 101. Chris McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. Michael Thomas went 104. That's crazy. Lamar Jackson, 105. Also crazy. We can't get Dalvin Cook, who went 106. Zeke went 107. We can still get Alvin Kamara. This actually might be a better debate here, because would you rather have Alvin Kamara, Stefan, or would you rather have Kyler Murray? Um, Kyler was the quarterback... One, I believe, on the season, if I'm not mistaken. I think um, Josh Allen might have overtook him because he, he for the first half of the season, he was clearly the number one QB. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, uh, I'm looking at the finish. I'm looking at the finish right now. Yeah, uh, Kyler did finish as the quarterback too, behind Josh Allen. Um, as you mentioned, injuries kind of took over, but Kyler has age on his side as well. Um, and Alvin Kamara, while he's going to be a great running back, no matter who the quarterback is, um, he is getting a little up there in age for a running back, 25 years old. Steph, who would you uh, who would you prefer at this pick? Um, I probably lean towards Kyler a little bit, uh, just for the sense that uh, with our last mock kind of cheating here, Jonathan Taylor <laughs> was available there. Um, yeah. So you can still get a great dynasty running back. Well, Derek, um, whether it's Derek yeah. Henry too, yeah, yeah. Um, and to argue that though, Josh Allen will likely be available there in the second round. Deshaun Watson could even be there in the second round to kind of you know sway away from you. I believe only two quarterbacks have gone: uh, Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. So uh, four running backs have come off the board to this point. So. You know, you could you could throw that either way. Um, I mean, it's really it's a tough situation for me, but I think you have more stability with Kyler, and he's just someone that you can lock in every week because of the rushing upside, the precision he has throwing the ball, and he has. DeAndre Hopkins, like even if he loses Larry Fitzgerald this offseason, he still has DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he he still has great weapons. Develops definitely. I I like Alvin Kamara. I would not fault anyone for taking Kamara over Murray, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna push the button on Murray here, and um, we'll go with it. We'll see what happens. One oh nine, the Shaken Bakers. Better take Baker here. They take Derrick Henry. Oh, that's so disappointing. Um, so they took Derrick Henry at 109, DeAndre Hopkins 110, uh, Alvin Kamara at 111, which is very funny that, you know, Henry over Kamara, you know, maybe a little too much respect now in this in this mock draft. Opposite. Um, Dak went 112. Devontae Adams was still 201. Deshaun Watson 202. Tyreek Hill 203 and Russell Wilson 204. Now we have Josh Allen still here, but he's really, I think he's the last elite quarterback, kind of. I mean, Aaron Rodgers still, but Aaron Rodgers is up there in age. You have Justin Herbert too, Joe Burrow. Um, so you have some decent options further down, but there's not many more great quarterbacks. At the same time, you mentioned that. You know, we had a little peek ahead, and there were guys like Jonathan Taylor who was still there. Nick Chubb is still here as well at the running back position. Um, They would really be the only two people I have in consideration here at the running back position. And then uh, at wide receiver, DK Metcalf is here. Justin Jefferson is here. Um, Where, where, what are you thinking, Steph? Um, probably running back because in Dynasty, it's hard to come along really solid running backs. Uh, the case for Chubb and Taylor is difficult because Taylor, he, he has shined uh, towards the end of the season. He, he really stepped up his game. Mm-hmm. But 
uh, Chubb without the injury was was amazing. Yeah, and especially in the beginning of the season, the Browns were running the ball all over everybody. Um, what, what's crazy is that in a PPR league, and we all know that Nick Chubb is not, you know, PPR running back. Nick Chubb with missing, uh, I believe he missed four games. With missing four games, still finished as the running back eleven, which is just like at the top. 12 running back despite missing four games. Like he was, he was very good this season. Um, I think he'll remain very good in the future, even with Kareem Hunt being there. But Jonathan Hunt Taylor. Was a top 10 back, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm, Hunt was right ahead of him at 10. So, uh, you know, the thing for me is, you know, Jonathan Taylor, he just kind of has this like allure, you know, like he could be so great because he's so young and you just feel like he's just scratching the surface of what he can be. And, you know, you know, the physical athleticism of Jonathan Taylor. Like I feel as though taking Nick Chubb, he he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. And he's going, but you know what you're getting with Nick Chubb, which is mm-hmm. going to be like probably, five through eight range because you know whether you want to admit it or not uh cream hunt does limit the upside of nick chubb you know i mentioned that nick chubb finished as the running back 11 uh overall but he finished as the running back 10 in points per game and like i said uh that upside is more limited with uh cream hunt now the colts do have naheem hines but you know I don't. Uh, I don't believe Heinz is. I think. Hold on. So I'm thinking about it. Heinz, I believe, is under rookie deal for another season after this year. That would make sense. And then uh, Kareem Hunt was extended for two more seasons. So I mean, Nick one Chubb's more year up at the end of his rookie deal. So he's going to have to get an extension soon. Or I think Cleveland will extend him, though. But man, I mean, I think the difference maker for me in this one would be the four years difference. As yeah. you see on the screen, Chubb is 25, Taylor's 21. Um, and we got Kyler, who's a young QB, only yeah. 23. So it's it's more of a future and now pick. Right, definitely. So um, I think that kind of decides it. We'll go th- towards Jonathan Taylor here, build on the side of youth, and we'll see where we can build from there. Experts rank Jonathan Taylor as the top RK. I don't know what RK is as the top, I don't know, player, maybe. Cool. We got a steal, basically. Um, so after we took Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb went the next pick. Then A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, Joe Mixon, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Mike Evans, and Travis Kelsey to round out the second round. Third round, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin. I know. Very, very crazy. Uh, Amari Cooper, uh, Aaron Jones, and George Kittle. So when we look at the board here on our pick, um, at running back, DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler. There's some good names here at running back. Uh, The board that they suggest here is highlighted by wide receivers. Uh, you see, if I look on the side here, Justin Jefferson still here, 
Calvin Ridley, Stefan Diggs. But I think you have a lot of great wide receivers here. Like, you know, I can continue scrolling here on the left side. Terry McLaurin, C.D. Lamb, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, T. Higgins, uh, Julio Jones, who I'm fine with. I like D.J. Chark a lot for the future with uh, um, Trevor Lawrence. So there's, I feel like there's more options at wide receiver. And on a short turn, I feel like I'm more inclined to go somewhere else in that position. Do you feel me on that stuff? Yeah. Um, with those, there's still some solid running backs available there. Definitely. Um, Josh Allen is here and it's hard to pass up on a guy who finished as the quarterback one, but at the same time, um, it's not super flex. I already have Kyler. It is super um, flex. Oh, it is super flex. Yes. Yes, I would. Oh, I would not have let you draft Kyler in in the first round if it was not super flex, buddy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, because it is super flex is the only reason I would, you know, consider Allen here too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like we could make it work getting a guy like Tannehill later, you know, or like like I feel like we don't need an elite quarterback two to pair. With, you know, two elite QBs and a super flex does give you a big advantage. It does, it does, and there are some options at running back. Um, J.K. Dobbins also there. Antonio Gibson, James Robinson. Um, I'll I'll toss it to you because I think Josh Allen. I mean, you can make an argument for Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, as being towards the more elite category, but I think. Josh Allen is the only other known elite quarterback. So would you take him here over all those running backs, over all those wide receivers? I probably would because uh, – actually, I don't know because Josh Allen was number one QB this past year, and uh, I was big on him coming out of the draft. I thought he should have gone number one to the Browns uh, because they had Tyrod, you know, have him sit and develop. Mm-hmm. But – um, I do remember that, by the way. Um, while I was high on Lamar Jackson instead, and, you know, we've both taken some dubs and some L's on that. So I'll just pairing Jonathan Taylor with uh, another high end running back is is really convincing to me, and uh, or even Justin Jefferson because as we were talking before, Justin Jefferson is arguably a top ten receiver. Mm-hmm. You can definitely make the argument from it. I mean, I want to see some more consistently consistency, see him do it again uh, before locking him in as the top 10 receiver in the league. But even but, so, Stefan Diggs is there too, who, you know, Stefan Diggs, uh, I believe he finishes the wide receiver three in fantasy football this year. Um, yeah, wide receiver three overall. And he, he has been an elite fantasy producer as well with uh, mm-hmm. Josh Allen. And he's only 27. Uh, which kind of seems a little probably 28 by next season, but um, seems a little older. But that gives us at least three years of a true, you know, well, I elite believe elite, yeah, elite wide receiver. Um, and you know, you can make the argument like Justin Jefferson has only done it for a little over half a season, but Stefan Diggs, we've always known the talent and, um, you know, it came to fruition this season and then some, 
Uh, so, you know, you can make that argument that he for sure is going to be talented. Uh, and I, I would bet on him to do it again. So there's some options. Um, let me take another look at the, at the running back position. Um, DeAndre Swift, who lit it up over the and and I don't know, I because I you know I was thinking, say we pass up on running back here, right? We go Josh Allen, we go Justin Jefferson, we go Stephon Diggs, whoever. Um, with our next pick, we'll have probably our choice of. I think all right, so I think we should go running back or quarterback here. Because I really don't think anyone's worth the pick besides Josh Allen at quarterback. At running back, I think, like, I would probably put DeAndre Swift ahead of, like, all the guys that are here and still available. Maybe J.K. Dobbins, but we haven't seen it yet, and that's kind of risky. But I would put DeAndre Swift higher than all the guys in that same sort of field because... I was worried about Detroit is just a mess. Um... And Stafford they, may not be back. Exactly. If Stafford is gone, uh, who knows how productive that offense will be. And in the past with running backs, they've kind of struggled getting in the ball now. DeAndre Swift has, has probably been their best running back uh, to break out in the past five or so years. Um, <laughs> 20 or so years since uh, yeah. Barry Sanders, basically. Uh, yeah, carry on was a bust. Uh, the AP is old. And uh, Swift is Mira actually Abdullah. really good. But I think Josh Allen probably be the better. You remember the Joyke Bell years? Who? Oh, God. <laughs> um, or Amir Abdullah. Oh, uh, my gosh. Um, I think we – so, like, while I think DeAndre Swift is the best player and I think he's, like, kind of like a tier above the rest – I still like Miles Sanders. I still like J.K. Dobbins. I'm not huge on Josh Jacobs, but I still like Austin Eckler. Still like Antonio Gibson, James Robinson as well, David Montgomery even. Guys like that I like, and I'd be fine with having them as my running back too. I think we should take Josh Allen because after Josh Allen, there's really no other great, you know, locked in great quarterbacks. Justin Herbert, you can make that. We can know you're getting a good week. Right. Like Justin Herbert, you can make that argument, but like, We've seen Baker Mayfield go from top of the world as a rookie to absolutely dog shit next season. You know? Yep. Like, it's possible. Not saying it's going to happen, but it's possible. And then Burrow's there, too. He's coming off an ACL injury. The Bengals are a mess. Their offensive line isn't great. Uh, yeah. He can get hurt again. You, you uh, never know. You never know. Josh Allen's just the best pick here. I think so. I think so. Only 8% of experts agree, but I am an expert, so count it nine. Um, excuse me. And then there's even some players that, you know, we don't necessarily like that much more going ahead of uh, other players because, you know, computer logic tries to be like, you know, factoring in uh, like how fans would kind of lean towards certain players, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. Like Chris Carson going 309 over the likes of DeAndre Swift and, and Miles Sanders and all these young guys. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 310. Justin Herbert, 311. Miles Sanders, 312. 401 was Cam Akers, which I have no idea what to think about the future of Cam Akers. 
he was someone I loved coming into this year, and that just fell apart from the very beginning with his early injury, the early success of Darrell Henderson. He had one really good week against the Jets and then came back and, or not against the Jets, um, Seahawks in primetime, I believe, and came back against the Jets in a great spot, laid an egg. And now I'm supposed to be excited for him in year two. I, I just can't do it. I can't do it now. It's like how I felt about David Montgomery last year. I was so hype on David Montgomery as a rookie. Um, I don't know if you know Steph, but I, I remember I had him in like, because we were in a lot of leagues together last year. I yeah, believe I had in, him uh, in Hunt's league, and you the you traded him for Kenyon Drake, and then right after you traded year. him, he just he just went off. Well, yeah, this year, well, actually, that kind of worked both ways because Kenyon Drake started performing well once I acquired him. So mm-hmm. like, it's like we, it's like he endured endured the bad stretch of David Montgomery, and I endured the bad. I uh, know he endured the bad stretch of Kenyon Drake. And I endured the bad stretch of David Montgomery. And then we swapped. And then they both started doing well. So we're like, oh, you know, this is nice. I, I like this player, you know. Um, it worked out that way. But basic. well, I had David Montgomery too. Uh, I rode him to a championship. Not championship, like a championship matchup uh, in Ricky's league this year. Uh, Ricky has been on the podcast before. But regardless, uh, Ricky's league... I made it to the championship led by uh, David Montgomery, and I lost in the championship because I was playing Alvin Kamara, but, um, you know, I have felt the good and the bad of David Montgomery, who's still on the board, by the way. DeAndre Swift's still there. DeAndre Swift is still there. Antonio Gibson, James Robinson, both still there. Um, Justin Jefferson still here. Stefan Diggs still here. Oh, I didn't mention Keenan Allen went 402. Odell Beckham 403 and Kenny Galladay 404. Um, I'm not I'm not really interested in Calvin Ridley because I I feel like if I was going to draft a wide receiver two I would draft Justin Jefferson. You know who's like Jefferson what? or Diggs? Diggs is a year older and I think and, and Diggs has the higher up. It's the number one option. Yeah. And then you got Jefferson, who's five years younger and is probably around the same production as Ridley. Right. Um, or if we wanted to go running back, you know, there's Swift there who has the upside, the talent and the upside. Um, mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson, who, you know, we both like the future of him. But, you know, what uh, what quarterbacks will be there for Washington next year? James Robinson, I mean, he'll have Trevor Lawrence, but uh, what else? It's a tougher situation. Where would you lean if you were picking here? Um, we don't have a wide receiver yet, do we? We do not. We have Kyler Murray, Josh Allen at quarterback, and we have... Uh, Jonathan Taylor at running back. I think we should go receiver. Uh, Swift is probably a a potential steal here with his talent, but it's just uh, the questions with Detroit and Diggs is a solidified, most likely top five, definitely top ten receiver. 
mm-hmm. or even Justin Jefferson. All right, here, let me make the argument here for Stefan Diggs. Ready? We have Josh Allen. And when Josh Allen throws a touchdown past Stefan Diggs, it's like, it's not double, you know, it's a stack. It's just so, mm-hmm. it's so satisfying. So Especially I, since they had a great connection in their first season together. Hopefully they get even better in year two. I mean, I'm not saying it will, but uh, let's hope. Especially since I'm hitting the draft button on <laughs> Stefan Diggs right now. So they have no choice but to get better. Um, we we got a value with that pick. He was number 22 overall. According Carson to Wentz. Oh, <laughs> that is funny. But, uh, I'm you know. Stand and, I, and I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm looking at that weird. Over Joe Burrow. God. Ryan Tannehill, too. Got, like, it doesn't. Yeah. Maybe, the, maybe uh, who was it? Um, where is he? Fant Man? Maybe he's a Eagles fan. You never know. It's possible. Baker Mayfield went that early, too. Excuse me. Um, to run it down for everyone uh, who cannot see, Julio Jones went 406, then Calvin Ridley 407. That's a debate to be had, which one is more valuable in Dynasty. Um, Baker Mayfield 408, Carson Wentz, DeAndre Swift went 410. That's a steal, in my opinion. Daniel Jones 411, and then Austin Eckler 412. I think that's also a great pick. Allen Robinson 501, then Cortland Sutton, Terry McLaurin, Joe Burrow, J.K. Dobbins, Ryan Tannehill, Cooper Cup. Um, real quick, just to peek at the quarterback position. Obviously, we're not going to draft any, but you look at what's there. Tua, Jalen Hurts, Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan. I'm actually glad we took Josh Allen when we did because mm-hmm. no one – like. If I had to pair Jalen Hurts, who would be probably the guy I pick here, if I had to pair Jalen Hurts with Kyler Murray, like I wouldn't feel great about the future of it, you know? Exactly. Um, Justin Jefferson's still here. I'd, uh, Antonio Gibson's still here. C.D. Lamb's still here. James Robinson's still here. David Montgomery. I really... Uh, this is a... Very difficult decision. Um, I haven't. I'll ask your opinion, Stefan, because I have absolutely no idea. Um, there's probably two people that that I'm torn between right now. Jefferson, the value is crazy because he was already a top ten receiver this past season, and uh, that was only his rookie year. He seems like he's only bound to get better, mm-hmm. but. I feel like James Robinson here would be a steal because he was on pace to be a top five running back in an offense with Gardner Minshew and Mike Glennon as his QB. With Trevor Lawrence at QB, I feel like he's just going to be utilized more as a as a receiver, and then also the run game is going to open up even more with Trevor Lawrence being there. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue the fact that he will be a workhorse. Um and I would rather have a ton of running back depth than a ton of receiver depth. Personally, I know this is a three wide receiver league, but regardless, you know, you look a little farther down the board, DJ Chark is still there. I, w- I mentioned that I do like DJ Chark a lot, but then even further down, there's Chase Claypool. Adam Thielen is going to be 
someone we could steal later on. Will Fuller, like he's going to have a one game absence next season, but he was great this season uh, when he was playing. So he's someone too. Um, LaVisca Chanel, even as someone you could throw into uh, the Trevor Lawrence hype. Um, I just feel like there's a little more depth at wide receiver there too. So I agree, excuse me, on your take towards going towards a running back. I just don't know if I like James Robinson more than Antonio Gibson because I I know J.D. McKissick was involved a lot this year, but I don't think that's going to stay the same. I think the difference, though, would be that you know Trevor Lawrence is going to be a better receiver and then – Robinson, so PPR, he might have that edge, but I just feel Robinson, Trevor Lawrence, the like it's yeah, you don't know who's gonna be the quarterback, he's gonna go off again. Like Washington won the division, but they might have lost the long race of things because Washington doesn't have an early draft pick now, so like they aren't really in a position to draft a quarterback. Um, there are moves they could make to get one but uh you know who you you just don't know at this point so i i think i would take antonio gibson and shoot for the upside if it were me but you know what i'll let you have this one here stefan we'll take james robinson the certified workhorse to pair with jonathan taylor they'll play they'll play each other two times a year so that's uh that, that'll be interesting um I am shaking my head right now because there is no way that this happened. Uh, Adam Thielen, 509. Leonard Fournette, of all people, 510. I don't understand that. Tyler Lockett, 511. Deontay Johnson, to round it out. listening to the experts. (laughs) Tua Tagovailoa, 601. Then Darren Waller, Jared Goff, James Conner. James Conner over Antonio Gibson. That... God, I, I don't Montgomery. Now we're now this is a very tough position. This is where we say, do we want great depth at running back? You know, having Jonathan Taylor, um who do we just take? James Robinson and Antonio Gibson would be a great running back core. Or do we want to balance things out a bit and take Justin Jefferson? CD Lamb is in the conversation here, but I think I'd prefer Jefferson a little bit. Um, I know what side I'm leaning towards, Stefan. What what side would you lean towards? Um, I would probably go Justin Jefferson just because I feel like he's a lock as a top 10, 15 fantasy player for multiple years to come. Uh, we already have three uh, solid running backs, but it's a toss-up between him and Gibson. Um, adding Gibson having four uh RB ones potentially on one team. Three, is... but still, you know, it's and they're both very they're all three of them are three. very young. No, we have uh Jonathan Taylor and James Robinson. That's it so far. Oh yeah, we got Kyler first. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, um in that case, uh Gibson is probably my pick. Yeah. That's the side I was leaning towards. Like I said, it is a three wide receiver league, but I'd I'd rather have that depth at running back than, you know, 
And it's so tough because we're sitting here saying like Justin Jefferson's insane value at this pick. And yet yeah. we just keep passing on them. But even CD Jefferson and Gibson are all great values here. They're all, and, and Mark Andrews, you know, don't, don't sleep too much. I love Mark Andrews and the future prospects of him, but uh, he, you know, he's only 25 and here in the sixth round, that's, that's also a very good spot to be in. So we'll take Antonio Gibson here uh, to give us three great running backs. Mark Andrews, C.D. Lamb, Kenyon Drake, Debo Samuel, D.J. Chark, Matt Ryan, Robert Woods to round out the sixth round. Dave Montgomery, Zach Ertz, Tyler Boyd, Jerry Judy, Michael Gallup, Matt Stafford, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley at 7.07 over Kareem Hunt, who I would put as the the next best running back left on the board. Mm-hmm. Over Justin Jefferson, who is still here, ninety percent of experts. Wow, that's a lot. Um, T. Higgins is another great wide receiver still here. Um, here's the thing, Stefan, and I know, I what know Justin Jefferson. Like, what? Why is he? I don't. I don't have. Why any, is he despised by these by these managers? <laughs> um, the experts hate him. I guess I. I don't have. A, I don't have an explanation for us. I've been on our board for the past five picks. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but listen, here, I'm going to make the argument as to why we should pass on Justin Jefferson again. All right? Look at the running back board here on the left. You have Kareem Hunt. After that, you have Ronald Jones, Melvin Gordon, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, you know, you could reach on guys that you have hope for, like Raheem Moster, A.J. Dillon, maybe Chase Edmonds if Kenyon Drake leaves in free agency, David Johnson, Miles Gaskin. But the only sure thing that is left is Kareem Hunt. And after that, I would feel pretty set at the running back position, like no matter what happened for a long period of time. And we can still play Kareem Hunt each week because it is a two-flex league. Mm-hmm. I mean... To go against you, I believe Ron, I'm high on Ronald Jones. Oh, my God. He's not... Like, he's, he's a top 15 running back in that Tampa Bay offense. I'm pretty sure he, he was top 10 because other players had some injuries, but... No, he's, he's, just, he's just bad. He's just not a good player. And especially if there's no Fournette, if they don't draft a running back, he can lead the charge and be a top 10. Well, I believe Keyshawn Vaughn will be more involved next season. I never thought Keyshawn Vaughn would be involved this season, and he wasn't, because Bruce Bruce Arians hates rookies. Um, And, you know, you kind of say that, and everyone's like, ah, ha, ha, that's so funny, you know. But it's, it's actually true. Like, it's not a joke, because, like, David Johnson, his rookie year, do you know what he did in a Bruce Arians offense? Absolutely nothing. Instead, it was Chris Johnson all the time. Old and washed up CJ2K got the ball over a rookie David Johnson. That is how much that Bruce Arians hates rookies. I'm not saying that Keyshawn Vaughn is going to take over this backfield the way that David Johnson took over the backfield next season, but um, I think he'll be a lot more involved next year and I think he'll be better than what we saw from Fournette this year, personally. 
it's possible, but I just think Justin Jefferson, we only have one wide receiver. He is a dynasty stud at wide receiver that we have been contemplating for the past three picks. I will, I will give you that I believe Justin, Jeff, Justin Jefferson is a better player than Kareem Hunt. Um, this is just about, you know, kind of tiers that I'm in, you know, the, the tier breaks mm-hmm. and, and the beliefs. I believe Kareem Hunt is the last known commodity at running back. I cannot stand for this Justin Jefferson disrespect. So for this occasion, and because 90% of experts are on your side, I will agree with you. And we will take Justin Jefferson here. 708, that would never happen in real life. But here we are. It's a mock draft. So let it happen. Let Let the magic flow through. Experts ranked him at number 20, and somehow he went number 80. That's just a fault in the system. Excuse me, if anything. I was really hoping Kareem Hunt would fall like Justin Jefferson did. Maybe, you mm-hmm. know, maybe we should have went with Kareem Hunt just because Justin Jefferson kept falling so much. You know, maybe we just hope he keeps slipping by. Um, 709, James Winston, then Melvin Gordon, Will Fuller, Kareem Hunt went 712. 801, Hollywood Brown, Noah Fant, Carrion Johnson, Mark Ingram. Uh, we'll take a look at our roster here on the side. We have Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Antonio Gibson, Josh Allen. That to me is like an insanely good team that I, I don't I don't think we would ever be able to luck into no. in real life. So while I don't like the accuracy of the mock draft. You know, you do these to learn and to gain experiences. So uh, we'll do a few more rounds here to see where we can go. Um, I will not let you talk me into drafting Ronald Jones. Instead, I am much more interested in T. Higgins because while, like, if Joe Burrow comes back and he is, you know, 75% of what he was last season, um, then he will be great unless... Unless the Bengals take uh, Jamar Chase at number five, which is something that is being projected right now. But personally, I think it would be more beneficial to Cincinnati to make a different move at number five. Either go defense or... Or that offensive lineman if he's there. Yeah, Panay Sewell if he's there. Or even trade up for him because, you know, you... He like it's so like you know we talk about all the time about um, the impact of the offensive line in Cincinnati, but like it's despite how often it's said, it's still not said enough how bad it is. You know, like Penesol would make a huge impact on that line. I feel like they should. I I feel like Jamar Chase would not be the right pick for them because I mean, they got, they they got is like so necessary. They, they still could keep AJ Green around if uh even though he's most likely to, <clears throat> to leave. Yeah. Um and Tyler got, Boyd's another good wide receiver as well. Um they've no made point in having good receivers if you can't protect the QB. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so are you with me with the T. Higgins pick over Ronald Jones? Yes. Okay. All right. I'll I'll take that as a dub and hope that Ronald Jones goes right now so we don't even have to consider him in the next round. Um, Kirk Cousins, Robbie Anderson, uh, it's going too fast for me to read right now. Thank God Ronald Jones went, so I wasn't going to be asked that. Um, <laughs> Henry Ruggs, 808, Jarvis Landry, Jalen Hurts, Christian Kirk, Brandon Cooks at 812, 901 went DJ or TJ Hawkinson, T.Y. Hilton, Sam Darnold, Devin Singletary, Le'Veon Bell, Ronald Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, at quarterback, Tom Brady is still here. We probably only get one year out of Brady, maybe a little more, but um, I think he would be a good quarterback for that year. But we also have Kyler and Josh Allen, so not in a big rush to get a quarterback like him. Um, really not any quarterback that I'd be super interested in drafting right here. At running back, you got Raheem Mostert. Uh, A.J. Dillon, who is very interesting if Aaron Jones walks in free agency. Um, Chase Edmonds, again, another like interesting shot at running back. David Johnson, Miles Gaskin are interesting. Keyshawn Vaughn, I mentioned down there. Um, and a wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk. You can see here Chase Claypool, Jalen Rager, Devontae Adams is here, LaVisca Chenault. Um... Quick look at tight end. Uh, Dallas Goddard is the best available. Also, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Mike Gesicki. Um, also, I want to give a quick shout-out to McCole Hardman down here at wide receiver because, you know, maybe next year when uh, Sammy Watkins is expected to leave in free agency this season. Well, he is a free agent. And... Um, Demarcus Robinson is also scheduled to be a free agent. You know, maybe maybe next year McCole Hardman can step into that wide receiver two ring uh, area for Pat Mahomes, and then he can hopefully finally break out. Just just a thought, just a thought. But so what do you think on uh, Miles Gaskin? Like, why is he so low? Do you think they're going to get a running back in the draft? Because, or... in my honest opinion, I don't think Miles Gaskin is a very good run. I think he's a decent running back. Um, but what I believe is that he performed well because of the offense last season, because of the volume and because of the offense that he was in. Um, I think if they drafted, for example, Travis Etienne in the second round, I think that it would escalate their offense so much right mm -hmm. like it would be drastic like Travis Etienne if he went to the Dolphins in that point at that point you know he becomes like a top 10 dynasty running back for me maybe like not high Especially end but like the, uh, he'd, he'd be sneaking around there at 10 maybe 11 or 12 but you know um my concern would be year one because Miles Gaskin, I think, would hold on to that role for year one, like kind of like a J.K. Dobbins situation. But like that offense relies on one running back, which is a big workload. Miles Gaskin, a former seventh, you know, it's it's kind of the same sort of doubts that you have about guys who get drafted later and not drafted at all. Like Chris Carson has come up 
and been a really good running back. Um, what's uh, James Robinson this year? Philip Lindsay in the years past. Now Philip Lindsay's a little different, but still, you know, it's just it happens so rarely that a guy comes up from being such a late draft pick and is successful that it's hard in to those cases, they end up losing their job like Philip Lindsay did to they got uh Freeman Royce Freeman next year which didn't pan out then they signed Melvin Gordon uh with Chris Carson they ended up drafting Rashad Penny I don't know if they expected him to yeah, take the job round. from Carson I mean he's Carson. a first round pick so I yeah. I feel like they did you know you wouldn't spend a first round uh Seattle and their first round picks they they're it's a miracle they they're trade where they where they draft somebody that does not pan out. <laughs> um, and then uh, who's the other one? James Robinson, you know, yet to yet to be determined uh, exactly. with James Robinson. But I mean, it's just there's not a whole lot of history to go off of where you say, okay, this seventh round running back paid off phenomenal. Like there's random little cases, but you know. It, it's just hard to trust. Um, I So looking at our team, which right now, if we were saying let's fill our starting roster, we would fill tight end and flex. Um, I think... Uh, I think Goddard might be a good pick here. Because... Uh, Honestly, I think I'd be most inclined to go Miles Gaskin and take the shot that he will be the future. Because if he is the future, like maybe Miami just says, okay, we're fine with Miles Gaskin, and mm-hmm. then spends the pick to upgrade at a different position, you know, like defense or, or offensive line or something, you know, like maybe instead they just say, okay, well, Gaskin's pretty good. There's no reason for us to just give up on him. You know, yeah. Um, I like Goddard, but I mentioned, you know, I mean, Jalen Hurts in that finale. I know he only played basically three quarters, but he didn't look good. And it was, I mean, I know a lot of people were out, and I know there was a lot going on, but it's just certain situations like that that, you know. Well, hopefully as an Eagles fan, uh, Carson Wentz is our QB next year, as bad as he was this year. We'll see. The The relationship between him and uh, Doug Peterson is irreparable because um, how dare you bench him? How dare you? Uh, he, he wasn't yeah, playing. Yeah, league in turnovers. How dare you bench him? <laughs> he wasn't playing absolutely god-awful. Um, well, can we? I would prefer to take Miles Gaskin here and take the shot that Dallas Goddard falls in the next round because let's yeah, say I'm a, Goddard. I'm fine with that. I'm a big Gaskin fan. Okay, because like I like Mike Gesicki a little bit here too. Um, Hunter Henry's a free agent, and I think he'll walk, so I'm not super interested in him. But once you get lower in the tight end category, you know, it's kind of like a dart, a dart throw. That's what I meant to say. Um, but running back, you know, we need that depth. We definitely need that depth. After Miles Gaskin, uh, Hunter Henry, Cam Newton, Darrell Henderson, 
Curtis Samuel. Uh, Chase Edmonds went 10-01, then Dallas Goddard, sadly. Marlon Mack, Julian Edelman. I do like Dallas Goddard. Um, I, I would have liked to take him. Uh, if we're just looking to fill out our roster, Evan Ingram, Mike Gesicki, Jonu Smith, Irv Smith. I think Gesicki's the better over Ingram. Ingram's... Logan Thomas is kind of interesting down. down there. But Gesicki had a great year. I feel like he's better with Fitzpatrick, but... Well, everyone's Hopefully, better. when the better offense gets better, Tua awesome. has more time with, uh, with the coaching staff and learning the offense. Uh, he could take a big step next year, and Gasecki could benefit a lot. Definitely. I like Gasecki the best of these players, too. And, and he's still very young, um, so he has that upside. Let's make two more picks here for our team, some depth picks here, and, and we'll call it uh, here, Stefan. Sad, Jameson Crowder right there. At 111, I would have liked him. Um, John, Brown, John, John Brown went 11-7 is very low. Jalen Rager at 11-5. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, 11-3. Raheem Mostert, 11-01. David Johnson, 10-09. He's under contract for the next two seasons, guaranteed $10 million each year. That, to get you know a workhorse that low, 10-09, that, that's... That's very, uh, I don't know. That's a steal. Um, according to experts, Naheem Hines is the best pick here. Chase Claypool, LaVisca Chenault, Evan Ingram. Stefan, would you be one of those guys where we have Jonathan Taylor? Does that make you more inclined to take Naheem Hines? Not at this point. Because we already have really solid running back depth, we could, uh, I don't think it's worth it for Hines, especially with Claypool there. Claypool had a great rookie season. Now with the Big Ben, who knows if he'll retire, that's going to hurt his stock. But Pittsburgh is known for breeding great wide receivers, and Claypool just had a great season. And Juju is an upcoming free agent, and I don't expect him back. Um, so that you know, that's another situation. Rookie. Um, let's see. When you look at the side here, uh, as far as running back, would have been interesting if the Jets had the first pick, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <Trevor> Lawrence. <laughs> who wants them? Who needs them? Um, at running back, I mentioned. Well, AJ Dillon's also kind of interesting here at the top. Uh, like I mentioned, if, Jones. Yeah. Um. Keyshawn Vaughn, the goop. Uh, I'm not too, too interested in a lot of these running backs, though. I feel like a lot of them are going to be like lower-end shot guys. I'd be more interested in either Chase Claypool or LaVisca Chenault, but another name I'm interested in is Tom Brady because mm-hmm. I feel like Tom Brady, like he's only going to give us one year, but obviously you look at our team, I feel like we're stacked at like almost every single position where if like Kyler got hurt or Josh Allen got hurt or um, there was a situation where, you know, they had a bad matchup, we could plug in Brady and feel pretty confident about that. I agree. Well, 
then I'll do it. I will take Tom Brady right here. Uh, and I think Big Ben, by the way, will come back for one more season unless they win the Super Bowl this year, which I don't know. We'll see. I have that preseason Super Bowl bet on the Steelers, so hopefully they do, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, A.J. Green went 11.09, then Evan Ingram, Tony Pollard, McCall Hardman, Naheem Hines went 12.01, Sterling Shepard, Drew Locke, Anthony Miller. Let's call this our last pick here, Stefan. Um, Tyron Taylor. <laughs> uh, no, you fanboy. You fanboy. It, okay, so experts are very torn as well, according to this. 44% LaVisca, 43% Claypool. Um, excuse me. LaVisca definitely has his future QB situation in better hands with uh, Trevor Lawrence. But I just feel Claypool's ability is, is better. Megatron upside. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we're at here. We exactly. don't. We don't really have like you look at our roster. We have Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, and T. Higgins for either Chase Claypool or Lavisca Chenault to crack our lineup. They would have to be elite. Like Lavisca Chenault could be like a solid, and I think uh, I think he will Top be team. a very solid, you know, producer, but. Chase Claypool has the upside to actually crack our roster. Um, so, yeah, I, I I agree with that. I like the uh, the upside sort of situation here with Chase Claypool. I think he's talented, and I think he can hit that. So we'll draft him here to round out our quick little 12-round mock here. Um, really quick, I'm going to run through our roster, our Final roster, like I said, this roster would never happen in real life, but uh, we we got a little lucky here. Um, so we had the eighth a pick, lucky, yeah. <laughs> just a little. Um, had the eighth pick, Kyler Murray, uh, Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson at running back, Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, and T. Higgins at wide receiver. We had Mike Gesicki at tight end, Antonio Gibson and Miles Gaskin in the flex. Josh Allen in the super flex spot. And then on the bench, Tom Brady and Chase Claypool. Um, to, if we wanted to finish this team, we would probably have to, you know, create a whole nother episode, which would be very uh, extensive and, and difficult and probably boring towards the end of it. But, um, you know, this is, this is the gist. And uh, this would be the most important part. Stefan, if I walked out of a team with this, if I walked out of a draft with this team, I would just, I In would just cry. League, um, I would first. I want to know who you're <laughs> playing in leagues with because I want to be friends with them and playing leagues with them as well. Well, we're playing with Keep Calm and Carry On, uh, Home for the Galladays, Julian Shredelman, uh, Fant Man the dude who drafted Carson Wentz in the fifth round. Um, not my cup of tea. And and get it, it's T-E-E, like T. Higgins. Like, I will say that these uh, these AIs, these bots, they have some good names. They have some good yeah. uh, creativity. Well, they have some good names. Maybe that'll carry them to a championship. 
<laughs> better than your team. I can I can guarantee that. But um, yeah, I mean, it. I mean, I I love mock drafting, so I can really I for you. Uh, I don't know how much you love mock drafting, but like it, it just gets me hyped for the next season, you know. And it's funny too; we didn't have any of the rookies there. I think it, yeah. uh, I think it didn't count their stats from 2020, which may have been a reason why a lot of rookies were falling a little further. But um, also, it's kind of hard to to draft the the rookie class incoming because they're not on teams yet. I mean, the only one we know is Trevor Lawrence going to the to the Jaguars, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, you're not wrong. Stefan, it was great drafting with you. Great talking with you. Thank you for coming on. Don't forget to subscribe uh, because I don't understand what kind of fake comes on on to the pod and doesn't subscribe. For all of you listening at Dynasty Force Podcast or at Dynasty Force Pod on Twitter and then Dynasty Force Podcast on YouTube. And again, if you're listening, I'm assuming you're listening on all major platforms, but in case you're watching, we are on all major platforms. Uh, as you can see there, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Stefan is subscribing. He's just showing you how. Oh, uh, well, since when? When did you uh, upgrade? Two weeks ago. Wow, that is an up- What, did you want the... Uh, 2021 unwrapped or uh, kind of because the apple music one didn't really work for me i don't know why like the apple music replay it's kind of basic but it said i only listened to like my top song was 40 times and i know i listened to a song more than 40 times throughout a whole year <laughs> like, all right I'm, I'm gonna see spotify and i had a, a three month for free so why not yeah and you know it has its perks i got hulu with showtime you know some some nice little perks there, so reason to join. And you're a student, so you'll get that too. Uh, not a sponsor for Spotify, but instead, you can go on Spotify. You can also go on Apple Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the Dynasty Force Podcast if you like. And uh, I please. Stefan, um, maybe I will get you on here again eventually. I can't guarantee it. And uh, to be quite honest, I don't really want you back. So I thank you. I You had a good run. I ruined it. <laughs> yeah. We could have gotten Alvin Kamara on our team. How dare you? Um, thank you for coming on, though, for sure. It was definitely fun. And uh, thank you all for listening and tuning in. Again, next week. Next week will be exciting. We have uh, our rankings Hopefully, we will have our updated Dynasty rankings. I'm trying to bring uh, Trey Tindall, the Superflex guru and the founder of The Forecast, uh, onto the pod. So that would be fun to have a nice little episode going over our Dynasty rankings updates after the 2020 season with him, uh, with Billy back. And uh, yeah, the whole situation, that would be fun. And uh, I know Stefan will be listening now that he subscribed on Spotify. So my, my life has been made. All right. Thank you again. You can follow me on Twitter, by the way, at fantasy force FB. And if you want to follow Stefan, I don't know why you would, but if you, if you would, uh, at Stefan Beck 13 on, 
uh, Twitter. So thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the little mock draft and hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll catch you next week here at the Dynasty Force podcast.